All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching or if you're listening to the playback or watching the playback and you're like, who's this lady on the internet um, with her glasses and her locks? <laughs> hey, Inger. Um, uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I am the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, uh, a business formation firm. Hold on, what's that? You're early voting to see what I will take you. You got to take me with you, Joey. I'm your sister. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your articles of incorporation. Oh, I'm glad, Trista. Like getting your articles of incorporation together, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, basic brand protection strategies, making sure you have contracts so you don't get burned by clients and partners, um, also hiring hiring policies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of those setup steps to make your business, you know, legit and strong and give it that strong foundation so you can grow. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, hey, so rap 21, I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm glad that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for four, almost 15 years. Um, I started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. Hey, 76 Grim K. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. Okay, so Rep 21, um, there's no way around it. So that is why I'm here, okay? Now, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to come hold your hand and tell you, hey girl, this is the paperwork that you need to fill out. Hey girl, you need to get a business bank account. You need to call me. Get in contact with me. How are you going to get in contact with me? You're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link on my Instagram, and it is all over my page on Facebook. That is where you can book yourself a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. It is also where you can download the free BizLaunch cheat sheet that will help you uh, choose and start your dream business in seven days or less, all right, at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can uh, pick up a lot of my video trainings for those of you who uh, need to get an EIN number. Now, most attorneys are going to charge you anywhere between $75 and $125 to get you an EIN number, and they're not going to show you how to do it, but I'm going to show you how to do it for $59 so that you can replicate it down the line, because most entrepreneurs, they start multiple businesses throughout their lifetime, Okay. As well, you can pick up the Duns Numbers training, the operating agreement training, um, and that is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. Y'all know I'm trying to get that YouTube check, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, all right? Okay. Um, but yeah, but that is, uh, about, that is enough about me. Uh, let's talk about the show and how it works. Um. The way that the show works is that I pull stories from the news, stories that I get from you lovely people, stories from blog sites, 
um, stories from anywhere that I that any anywhere that I find something interesting, and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as entrepreneurs, as people who are interested in business, and we discuss them. So this is a conversation between all of us. Okay, um, it it's a lot more fun when we all participate. So your questions and your comments are welcome as long as they are respectful. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, and we are going to jump right in with our first story of the evening. All right, uh, if if you have heard of Bank, the artist by the name of Banksy, if you have heard of the artist by the name of Banksy, please give me a B in the comments. Um, if you have not heard of Banksy, Banksy, uh, is known for murals all over the place. Uh, we don't know who Banksy is, uh, specifically. There is, there is, um, there's speculation that Banksy might actually be a collective of artists. Um, but we don't know exactly who Banksy is, but they are responsible for a lot of pieces of work around the world that are very celebrated. Um, in particular, a mural that is called the flower thrower. Um, and it's a mural of, of a guy literally like he's, he's trying to throw something that looks like a Molotov cocktail, but instead of a Molotov cocktail, um, it's a bunch of flowers, right? You don't know Banksy. That's cool. Um, well, Banksy, what is notorious for not caring about intellectual property. Uh, the artist has actually laughed at the idea of copyrights and things like that and was was totally against it until it happened to them. Uh, there is a greeting card company that was selling replicas of Banksy's most famous work, The Flower Thrower. You know, they put it on greeting cards. And Banksy was like, what are you doing? No, that's my work. You can't do it. You're, you're you know, you're monetizing my work. Don't do it. da 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 and was trying to claim um, trademark and was tr- trying to claim trademark rights over the photo so that this company could not use his photo. So the thing is, what do I tell you about trademarks? What do trademarks do? I'm giving y'all a pop quiz right now. What does a trademark do when you have one? What does it tell the world? What does it protect? What does a trademark protect? Giving y'all a pop quiz. Giving y'all a pop quiz. Hey, hey. Giving y'all a pop quiz. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give uh, Facebook a little bit of time because I know it takes a, a little bit of time for, for your answers to come in. Um, actually, hold on. No, because we got, we got the podcast going. I don't want to keep those people waiting. Uh, I'm sure your answers are coming in. But we know that, hey, creating time, we know that trademarks protect your name, your logo, your brand in the marketplace. It protects the things that you sell. The thing is, Banksy don't sell his art. Other people sell it for him or whoever whoever Banksy is, right? Yes, Margaret, protect logos and phrases in the marketplace. So to have a trademark, you have to be selling something. The thing was, Banksy wasn't selling anything, so... Uh, the, whoever Banksy is, they try. They set up a store in London called Gross Domestic Product, where they sold, you know, hey, read Danny, where they sold all sorts of weird stuff. But the store, you couldn't purchase anything in the store. You could only order online. The things they sold in the store were, were ridiculous. 
but Banksy specifically opened this store to say, hey, I'm actually selling stuff. Now can I have my trademark? Yes, Trista, not just your intellectual property. Trademarks specifically protect your brand in the marketplace. Hi, says Sir Victor Jones Moore. Okay, so when you see uh, marks like the Gap logo, Apple, those those protect their their brand in the marketplace, right? Um, so Banksy was like, well, I want to claim trademark rights. So he opened a store in London, um, that was kind of a sham. You couldn't buy anything in person. You had to buy it online. The stuff was ridiculous. Um, and was trying to claim trademark rights. And also Banksy did not want to reveal their identity. So we still don't know who Banksy is, right? Um, and they've kept their, their identity hidden for over 15 years. Well, um, the court, when Banksy brought this trademark infringement suit to them was like, girl, what are you doing? This store, you're not selling anything. You specifically opened this store, not because you're actually trying to sell things, but because you're trying to keep another party from using this work. And we know because we've talked about this a lot of times, you cannot trademark something just to keep it from just to keep other people from using it. There has to be a credible, uh, you know, money-making endeavor involved. Now, Banksy, in opening this store, has, you know, tried to, you know, give the impression that there was, that there was, you know, commerce going on, but there wasn't. This store wasn't doing anything. It was literally kind of like a, like a museum type thing, right? Um, so... Banksy actually lost his trademark infringement suit against this greeting card company um, for his own artwork. Why did I pick this case? This is why you need to be serious about your intellectual property. I told you guys Banksy was not basically laughed about copyrights, right? And then as soon as somebody was trying to make money off of his work was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I changed my mind. You need to be serious about your intellectual property because you never know who's going to pick it up. You never know who's going to want to make money off of it. And another thing is that Banksy should have gone for copyright protection because copyrights don't require you to have, a, you know, something in commerce. Copyrights just require you to be the creator of a work of art. But again, that would have required Banksy to reveal their identity, and they did not want to do that. So because Banksy, I don't know if they shy or whatever, um, didn't want to tell anybody who they were, and because they did not have a legitimate uh, business endeavor going on with their work, they have lost trademark rights, or well, they lost this trademark infringement suit against this greeting card company. So I want to know from you guys, do you think the court got it right or should they have given or, or should they have sided with Banksy because he did create this mural that the greeting card company was using? Did the court get it right or did they get it wrong? If you think they got it right that, you know, Banksy should have lost this trademark infringement suit, give me a thumbs up. If you think they got it right, if you think they got it wrong that, you know, no, they should have sided with Banksy, this greeting card company shouldn't be using their work, please give me a thumbs down. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I'm going to go with a thumbs up simply for the fact that Banksy 
had the opportunity to protect his work and basically laughed at it. There's a reason why copyright law exists. There's a reason why trademark law exists. There's a reason for intellectual property. It's for reasons like this. Um, Margaret Massey said, yes, they got it right. He didn't follow the rules. I got thumbs up from 76 Grimke and for, from Sir Victor Jones Moore. All right. So I'm glad that we are all on the same page. Awesome. 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 Okay. All right. Um, okay. So that was our first story. Just a quick one, just to remind you guys that it, 76 Grimke said, you snooze, you lost. Yes, you did snooze. Trista gave me the hand clap. They, oh, what's that? Is that a sticker or something? I've never seen that, Trista. Thank you for the thumbs up creating time. All right. So good luck to you, Banksy. You might have to come out of hiding or something. All right. Um, is anybody here like cruises? Now, I know we're not doing cruises now, but pre-COVID, thank you for the thumbs up, Inger. Uh, was anybody here a fan of cruises? If you were, give me some type of boat emoji. If you have ever been on a cruise, if you liked cruises, now I know we're not going on cruises now, but please give me a boat emoji. Oh, Sir Victor Jones Moore said, oh no. I have never been on a cruise. I have no, no desire to be on a cruise. Um, creating Time said just occasionally. Like I can do a day cruise, but the idea of being on, you know, a ship for days, maybe for days at sea does not sit well with me. I like my feet planted firmly on the ground. Um, but a lot of people like cruises, uh, and due to your kids go Margaret Massey. Okay. And due to, uh, COVID, uh, cruises have basically been, uh, canceled. <laughs> uh, they go on cruise. Okay. Um, yeah, my, my sister and my parents have been on cruises. I have no desire to go on a cruise. Um, but, uh, can you guys name me some famous, uh, cruise lines? Give me the names of some famous cruise lines. Now we know that, you know, these, these cruise line companies, they are hemorrhaging money and they are trying to figure out a way. How do we get back on the water? 76 Grimcase said, not a fan, never been on a cruise. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I want to be able to go and come when I want to. When I'm, when you're on a cruise, you just stuck on the boat. Um, yes. And Sir Victor Jones Moore said Norwegian. Okay. That is one. Uh, any others? Carnival. Yes. Carnival. Titanic. That is not a cruise line. Not a, not an active one. So rap 21. Uh, Margaret Massey said, Carnival, Royal Caribbean Princess. Yes, I was waiting for Royal Caribbean. Tonight's story on cruises has to do with Royal Caribbean. Now, a few months ago, uh, pretty much, uh, towards the beginning of quarantine, after all the cruises were kind of put aside, we found out that Royal Caribbean had submitted a trademark for some type of special branded face mask for cruises. Now they have decided to no longer go through with that. So I don't know. Um, it was back in the day. So I don't know, um, you know, what's going to happen with that face mask, but as of right now, they're not doing anything with the face mask, but Royal Caribbean has filed a new trademark for something called the tracelet. Uh, it is, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be made of rubber and silicone. Um, and you're supposed to, 
and they're basically, if you plan on going on cruises with Royal Caribbean, they're going to give you this bracelet that's probably going to have a chip in it. Hey, Global Carnivalist! Um, they're going to give you this bracelet that has a chip in it, and there's going to be an app, Carnival and Disney, and they're going to, and it's called the Trace Together app, and they're going to be able to trace where you go in case there's some type of COVID-19 infection, right? So Royal Caribbean, they're trying to do their best to, you know, to allay people's fears and prevent the transmission of COVID-19 while still keeping their business afloat by, you know, making these special bracelets that they are calling tracelets, right? So I want to know from my cruise people, if you, if, if the cruise line said, hey, you know, in order to keep you guys safe, we want you to wear this bracelet that has a chip in it so that we can track you and in case you get infected, we can kind of keep track of where you've been. Is that something that would uh, entice you to now go on a cruise or would it keep you away? Or does it not change your mind? For me, it doesn't change my mind because I don't like cruises. I'm not getting on a boat for days at a time. Give me a day, maybe two. But um, if... For you to get on a cruise, if you've got to wear a bracelet that's basically going to track you now, look, we know that we're being tracked, we got our cell phones, all that stuff, but this is a special bracelet that's supposed to track, you know, where everybody is with the app so that if there's any type of breakout, um, would you go? Global Carnivalist said, nope, I'm not going. I'm right with you, girl. If I have to be on this enclosed space with this tracelet, right, and let's say there's a breakout on the boat. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? It don't, won't matter if I have this tracelet bracelet. What am I going to do? Hide under the bed? Um, <laughs> Margaret Massey said, it doesn't change my mind. 76 K said, it will not change my mind. I am not a fan of being tracked. I mean, I, and at this point in time, in this day and age, we are all being tracked. If you got a cell phone in your pocket, you're being tracked. So that doesn't really bother me so much anymore. So much as the fact that having this bracelet on is not going to allay my fears that I'm not going to get infected on this cruise. I am on, you know, I am in an enclosed space with tons of people, maybe hundreds of people. And if there is an outbreak, where do I go? Uh, Creating Time said, yeah, nope. Inger, Brad, Inger said, heck no. Yes, high five to all of you. Uh, good luck to Royal Caribbean. I know that they're trying to keep, you know, the, the, the cruise industry afloat. I don't think these tracelets are it. However, if you have friends that like cruises, let them know that Royal Caribbean, they're coming out with a line of bracelets so they can track you getting sick on the cruises. <laughs> okay. Um, and this, you can find these things out when you kind of dig around the USPTO, um, the, the, the test trademark search. If you ever want to know what a company is kind of up to, you can search the trademark database and see what they filed. And it kind of gives you an idea of what is coming out. The trade, the test trademark search, that's also where you need to do your searches to make sure that anything that you want to trademark is not already taken. All right. So, uh, good luck to Royal Caribbean in their endeavors. I will not be getting on a cruise anytime soon. All right? Um, okay. Any questions? Any questions before we move on? We got our last story of the evening. This one is for my sneakerheads. Hello, B Black 1913. 
before we move on, I want to remind you guys that you are watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. All right. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need, uh, you know, a lawyer friend to be right there, hold your hand to kind of give you a guide to set that strong foundation up for your business so that you don't end up in IRS offices or you don't end up in, you know, in jail because you didn't do something right or somebody suing you for discrimination. I'm the girl that you want to talk to. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, book your free 15 minute consultation and let us chat. Okay. But we are going to move on to our final story of the evening. And if we have some time left, we will do Q&A. All right. All right. Our last story of the evening, my sneakerheads. If you are a sneakerhead or you have a sneakerhead in your life, please give me a sneaker emoji. Margaret Massey said, uh, didn't we discuss a story about a man that trademarked team names just because yes margaret we did right so he trademarked the names however he did trademark the names now i i don't know what his purpose was to do that i don't know if he showed he may have showed intent to use because there are two types of trademarks that you can file you can file one where you are already in business and selling things um, but the, there is also an intent to use application, which is like, I'm not, I'm not selling this stuff yet, but I plan on doing it. Okay. Uh, so, okay. All right. Does that make sense, Margaret? Okay. Thank you for the sneakers. 76 Grim K. Okay. My sneaker heads, uh, 76 Grim K as a sneaker head. Have you ever heard of the Nike? 2005 pigeon dunk um please let me know now for the rest of you if you noticed in my stories today i posted pictures of four sneakers two of them were nike two of them were another brand i asked you guys if they were too close for comfort and 100 percent of you said yes um all right so, uh, 76 Grim K, I'm still waiting for your answer. Have you heard of the 2005 Pigeon Dunks as my resident sneakerhead? Where's Zephyrina? I know her son is a sneakerhead. I haven't seen her in a little bit. Okay. Anyway. So, Nike came out with these shoes in 2005, the Pigeon Dunks, right? We all know, like, people love Nikes. You're a budget sneakerhead. Okay. Um, but, you know, they, they go through different cycles. Um, there is a shoe company called Warren Lotus and they decided to kind of do a revamp of the, of the 2005 pigeon dunk. They called theirs the staple pigeon OG and it basically looked like the Nike pigeon dunk, except they kind of exaggerated the hook on the swoosh and then they drew a face on it. If you haven't looked at my stories already, go check it out. I want you to look at the sneaker that Warren Loda designed versus the Nike sneaker, okay? Now, Warren Loda, Lotus, they came out with this shoe and they started taking pre-orders, right? And people were buying them up. These shoes are $300, getting orders and orders and orders. And Nike said, oh, skirt on 22s, what are you doing? We have patents, we have trade dress protection on our shoes 
and they filed a trademark infringement suit against Warren Lotus because of these Staple Pigeon OG shoes. Now, I don't think that there is any um, question that these shoes are basically a ripoff of the Nike. Uh, all you did was change the little logo a little bit and draw a face on it. There's really no big difference between the sneakers. So for me, I don't think there is an issue as to whether or not there is trade dress issues or patent infringement issues. Not to me. You guys can let me know if you think that the shoes are different, you know, if they're if they're dissimilar. Here's where the issue comes. Nike saw that Warren Lotus was doing pre-orders for this Staple Pigeon OG shoe. And they filed a um, they filed with the court to get an injunction. They don't want um, you know, and they filed a trademark infringement suit. Warren Lotus is like, you know, okay, we're gonna deal with this, but everybody who pre-ordered the shoe, you still gonna get your shoes, okay? Nike does not want Warren Lotus to be able to to um, to fulfill these orders for these pre-ordered sneakers. Margaret Massey said, absolutely too close, right? So Nike is saying, look, I don't care if you got all these pre-orders, please judge, tell Warren Lotus that they cannot fulfill these pre-orders because it is violating our trade dress. Now, the people who bought the sneakers, it's not their fault that Warren Lotus violated, you know, patents or trade dress, right? So should they have to pay the price for Warren Lotus not doing this right, should they should they not be able to get uh you know the the orders that they put in? What do you think? Do you think that Warren Lotus should have to fulfill these orders for these basically infringing sneakers, or is Nike right to try and get an injunction so that Warren Lotus cannot fulfill any of these orders? Right. Um, Margaret Massey said, I agree, refund that money. Exactly. Nike wants uh, Warren Lotus to put all the money that they got for the pre-orders in escrow so they can pay people back. So Margaret says that they should refund the money. So you guys don't think that the people who ordered the shoe should still be able to get their shoes? Does anybody think the people who ordered the shoes should be able to get the shoes? Refund the money. AP Jackson said, refund the money. Hey, AP Jackson. Um, 76 Greenface said, shut it down and refund customers' money. But what if the customers actually want the shoe? They've already paid the money. And the shoes have already been developed. Should the customer just be out? Margaret Massey said no. Okay. Y'all y'all said no. Shut it down, Warren Lotus. This is Nikes. All right. I, I totally agree with you guys. Unfortunately, as consumers, you know, we're not going to get we're not going to get in trouble for buying the bootleg stuff, but if they catch it beforehand, you're not going to get it. Infringement is a big thing. Like corporate life, they want their money. They want their, they want their intellectual property and Nike is not going to take this lying down. They're like, I don't care if you had a thousand people pre-order these shoes. I don't care if you have a thousand shoes waiting. You're not going to put these out on the street. So that is what they are trying now to get the court to um, do to Warren Lotus. They want the court to say, Warren Lotus, no, you may not fulfill any of these pre-orders because you are violating trade dress and patent and and and, uh, and patents because Nike does protect their designs as they should, right? 
So, uh, Warren Lotus, I don't know what you're gonna do. You're gonna have to return all that money. I hope you didn't spend it yet. Uh, you bet, I hope you got your PPP loan. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do because, um, you basically sold people a dream and now you're not gonna be able to fulfill it. And this is going to reflect badly on you as a company because people are going to be like, ooh, you know what? The last time I tried to order a shoe from them, they had to cancel it. So this could be a, a very detrimental to Warren Lotus's business. Has anybody ever heard of Warren Lotus prior to this case? Have you heard of them? Any of my any of my fashion people or my sneakerheads? Have you heard of Warren Lotus? Have you heard of it? Ooh, 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 ooh. Anybody heard of it? Okay. Margaret said no. I I never heard of them either. But when I saw that shoe, I said, "You guys didn't even try. You didn't even try." It, lo- it literally looks exactly the same as the Nike shoe. They just kind of changed the shape of the swoosh a little bit and put some marks on it. Um, and Nike don't play. Nike does not play. They are a multi-billion-dollar global company. You think they're gonna let you sell knockoff knockoff Nike shoes and not say nothing about it? Please. Um, but good luck to you, Warren Lotus, and and your shoes. Okay. Oh wow, time went by really fast on that. I didn't realize um, how far we had gone. Anyway, so uh, do we have any questions on that story? Because we are at the end. We've got about a minute left before we close out. Uh, I want to thank you guys for participating tonight. Everybody who popped in, uh, my my core crew, y'all be holding me down. AP Jackson, Margaret, Inger, 76, Grimke. Who else did I miss in here? Did I miss anybody? Trista be in here, yes, Joey was in here, thank you to all, to all my creating time, who else, who else be in here on the regular, y'all just be holding me down, and I appreciate you, and all the, the people who popped in, y'all are awesome too, you make this show so much fun, we're gonna be back here tomorrow with, uh, more stories, if you find anything interesting, thank you, Margaret, If you find anything interesting, please, please, please send it to me. I love it when you guys send me stories. Um, If you find any updates, because sometimes I don't find, y'all be finding stuff that I don't even hear about. I got to dig to find. So please don't ever be shy to send me something or think that I've already seen it because you never know. Um, As well, make sure you go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm to see everything that's going on at MPL Consulting. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, to the podcast. Uh, and I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Be well. Good night.